0: Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings three for ten. Save hundred dollars on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just one ninety nine. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals available online and in store now through November first. Guitarthon only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a September 21st, Earth, Wind, and Fire Day edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer at many places, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host of Locked On Blazers here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are back from some time off. We are ready to go. We are five days, four days away from media day. Now it's getting real, and As we approach media day around the NBA, the news cycle of the NBA is getting back on and there was a little bit more fuel added to the fire today to the Carmelo-Anthony rumors which hit full speed ahead today, uh, starting with a tweet from Jason McIntyre of Fox Sports One. But... That was the first of many reports today. Now, I want to be clear that while McIntyre's tweet could have been pure speculation, there are multiple sources that have talked about the likelihood of a Carmelo Anthony trade increasing and multiple sources that indicate that Portland would have an acceptable package for the Knicks to trade. So let's get to those. So Jason McIntyre starts us off with a tweet earlier this morning on Thursday with this Carmelo Anthony's people are trying a Hail Mary attempt to get him to Houston, in parentheses, Knicks won't do it, dot, 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 before he accepts a deal to Portland. So the assumption there or the speculation there is that they will try their hardest to get a deal done to Houston, but if failing that, As we approach training camp here, that Mello would be amenable to a trade to the Blazers. Now, that is one source, and it is not a source that is normally reporting NBA news, but there is another one, and we will go to the New York Post. And Mark Berman, Knicks beat writer for a long time, very connected with the team, and I think him, including Portland, is a pretty important thing. So, let's read the... Story because what part of what kicked this off today was another team communication from the New York Knicks that did not acknowledge the presence of Carmelo Anthony. This is what Berman wrote Perry mentioned the five members of the Young Corps and left out Anthony, who is on the trade block. The Knicks expect Anthony to be at Monday's media day as training camp starts, but are hoping he expands his wish list beyond Houston. Quoting Perry, "There are no shortcuts. Reshaping the Knicks as a championship contender will be a step-by-step process, and along the way, the plan will demand patience as our young core of Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Willie Hernan Gomez, Frank Tillakina, and Ron Baker mature." Berman continues, "The Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Thunder have all expressed interest, with Portland seemingly having the most interesting assets, including former St. John standout Mo Harkless." Anthony's reps have lobbied for the Knicks to trade him to Houston, but sources told The Post talks never gained traction. According to a source, Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni has been told through an intermediary that Anthony would be eager for a player-coach reunion despite past differences in New York with the Knicks. The Knicks don't want him, and Melo doesn't want to be there, one NBA executive told The Post. It's a great story for the media. Berman continues, and talks about where Anthony has been training this summer. He has not worked out at all this summer at the Knicks practice facility and has been working out rather in Manhattan, which we have talked about before on this podcast with Chris Brinkley, who was a former Knicks employee that CJ McCollum has been working with and CJ McCollum has been playing with while he spends his time and splits his time between New York and Portland. And, and many other places that CJ is doing. But CJ has been right next to Carmelo Anthony throughout the process. And Melo has been training with that same trainer all summer long. And as he's a former Knicks employee. So he doesn't seem like someone who intends to go back to the organization that has dangled him in trade talks and tried to force him into a trade for some time. So, that is Mark Berman of the New York Post weighing in. And then, we got some more news. Now, Portland was not mentioned in this little bit of news, but the smoke that Carmelo Anthony could be traded and the likelihood that he will be traded is increasing. And this comes from Chris Haynes of ESPN, who you will remember. Uh, Did a lot of reporting in Portland, started here on Comcast Sportsnet, and is one of the most well-sourced reporters in the league. Broke the Gordon Hayward story, so one of the most connected guys when it comes to this stuff. And he talked about it, you know, the, 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 the Rockets don't have the type of deal that the Knicks want. They want to go younger. They are not talking about Carmelo Anthony and their team communications and things that are going out to season ticket holders, things that would indicate how they value him. And Chris Haynes thinks that an Anthony deal might be closer than they think. And so whether that is going to be the Rockets, it it is unclear. But it, it does seem that the Rockets don't have what the Knicks want. And now the Knicks don't want to come into training camp with Carmelo Anthony. But does Carmelo Anthony... Is he really that strong on not wanting to go anywhere else but Houston that he will potentially create a situation where there's a standoff between the two teams as they enter training camp? And this whole thing becomes a distraction even more for the Knicks and even more for Carmelo Anthony, who is eager, at least just looking from the outside, to kind of rebuild his reputation a little bit because it's been quite the year for him uh and and quite the the career really especially since he re-signed with the Knicks things have just not gone well and one would imagine that that he would like to play basketball especially when he you know only has so much basketball left in his legs I think that's another factor to consider here on whether Anthony is willing to play hardball with the Knicks all the way up until the start of the season, if he misses games, or what have you. He only has so much basketball left, and I and I think that that's an important thing to understand. He's 33 years old. He had to deal with knee problems. He's still a great player, but he's on a team that is not going to make him a priority. He's on a team Where the relationship seems to have soured. And Frank Isola wrote that it appears that Anthony's mind is not in New York anymore. So, is he going to expand his list? That is the question. And the longer this goes, and this is what we've said for a couple of weeks now the longer this goes, the longer this, the the, the more that creates an opportunity for the Blazers to get on that list for Anthony to to do that because he's 33 years old he came off a bad year everyone's been dragging him Every ESPN just ranked him uh, behind Lonzo Ball in the ESPN rankings and uh, the time is starting to run out on his career and if he wants to Make more money, sign another contract. He's going to have to play basketball. I mean, he is he going to hold out and 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 hold out until they decide to trade him for the Rockets? Does and and the other question is is how does he stay in shape if he has uh, issues with the Knicks because he's thirty three years old? It's harder, I think, to. St- get back into shape once you get out of shape at that age. It's not like Yusuf Nurkic, who's 23, loses a ton of weight and is able to get in shape you know, pretty quickly. And he even still got hurt. I, th- I think it's going to be really hard for Carmelo Anthony to to stay in, in tip-top basketball shape without actually playing against NBA players. I mean, if you think he's going to sit out the whole season, you're looking at, for Carmelo... What's he gonna do? Is he gonna start hooping in New York against lawyers and Wall Street guys on their lunch breaks? Is that how Carmelo Anthony's gonna get ready for an NBA season? That's how he's gonna be ready for a playoff team to say, hey, let's get Carmelo Anthony, what's he been doing? Oh he's been killing guys at 24 uh, hour fitness. Because that that is a scenario that we're headed towards where, sure, it won't affect his career averages and stuff like that. But what it will affect is his rhythm, his conditioning, and he's getting older and he only has so many good years left of production. And I think that that is an important factor to consider. I know all the other factors that have gone into play so far that... Melo wants to stay closer to his children, that he wants to be in New York because he loves New York and that's where he's always wanted to be. But if New York doesn't want you there, you're a professional basketball player because as, as much as all of these guys are businessmen and are businesses unto themselves, they are still basketball players deep down. I remember reading the Chris Bosch uh, article a couple of years ago right before the season before he had those issues with the blood clots pop up again and it was by Lee Jenkins and Chris Bosh is like one of the most well-read worldly interesting dudes in the league and he was he was going through real problems sitting out and not being able to play and now this is not a medical thing but this is, a a, a similar thing where the Knicks do have the power to take the game away from Carmelo Anthony, which is, is not, I don't think would be in their best interest or, I mean, obviously they think it is to go young and, and just to just build around their young guys like Tilakina and Porzingis and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Who they gave a big deal to just this summer, you know, they, they have the guys that they want to build. And if I'm looking at this from the Knicks' perspective, that is what they can do. Especially if they really hate the deal that the Rockets are offering them. I mean, if if, if the Ryan Anderson contract is that unattractive, and no third team is going to come in and help Houston, it's 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 a game of chicken. And I this seems weird because a lot of people don't agree, but I think the longer this goes, that Carmelo has more to lose than the Knicks. Because Melo has only so many years left of of quality basketball, and I'm not necessarily sure that sitting out not playing against guys. I mean, what's going to happen? Do they even want him in practice? Are they going to tell him to go home like the Sixers did to guys back in the day in the Sam Hinkie era or not even call them? I mean, what's going to happen here? And I, and, I, and I think that the Knicks have realized this, I think, after firing Phil Jackson and hiring Scott Perry away from the Sacramento Kings, that they, I think, realized that even though Carmelo Anthony has the no-trade clause – which is is has which has been an ultimate leverage point throughout this whole saga. I think the longer it goes, though, that Anthony stands to lose a little bit more because he's not going to be able to stay in shape. He's not going to be able to test himself against NBA players. He's gonna, um, I mean, he he's a talent, but you know, players have to play. And 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 what happens the, with the mental aspect, the Chris Bosh aspect that I'm talking about, where you get so frustrated to, your, to a point where you just want to play basketball. You just want to be out there. You want to do it while you can. And for all of the other stuff that Carmelo's interested in, I do think on some level, wh- wh- wherever it ranks, I don't know where, but on some level, you have to think that he wants to go back out there and play basketball again at a high level. And there's not as much time to do it uh, anymore at 33 years old, two years left on his contract. And, uh, I mean, if he wants to play for a new contract, he's going to have to play to earn it, to to opt out and to opt out of 27 million, which he might, which he can do, but I don't necessarily know is going to be in his best interest financially because at this stage in his career, 33 years old, how many teams are going to pay him 27 million in a cap crunch? And I say none. So, Maybe he hangs out, he opts in, he cashes the check, but the Knicks aren't going to buy him out at that number. He's going to deteriorate at that number because he's not going to be tested. He could get rusty. I mean, these are all real things here that I think matter when you're talking about a guy whose basketball time in the NBA is dwindling. And so... With that, we're going to take a break and we're going to send it over to our friends at SeatGeek because buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. Maybe Carmelo Anthony on the Blazers. Maybe opening night to see Mello and his new squad and the Tasty and Sons backcourt. When Dame goes to the bench and takes a breather, we got we Tasty and Sons, CJ, and, and Mello. You can get there with SeatGeek. Get those tickets on SeatGeek in just two taps. They help you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's super easy to use to get tickets to events. I can do it in just two taps. I can find the best deals. I can take my time. I can be a smart consumer and find what I need at the price that I need it at on SeatGeek. You get the most bang for your buck and every purchase is fully guaranteed. You don't have to worry about fakes, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff that you have had to worry about a lot of times buying tickets from other people before, but you don't have to worry about that on SeatGeek. It's my go-to app, it's the best app for going to any live event you want from sports to concerts to comedy or theater. But best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase, and to collect that $20 off, just download the SeatGeek app, enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first Geek purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A today. So, uh, again, um, I'm going to talk about Carmelo a little bit more because I, I, this, it, it's a rumor. But we can see the logistical challenges here. With all with these teams, We're, we can see the roadblocks that are very, very real for Carmelo getting what he wants, and the current roadblock to the Knicks getting what they want, which is a deal with a different team, is Carmelo Anthony's no-trade clause. But to assume that Anthony is going to just hold out... The NBA is rife with stories about things changing on a dime. It, it is... I mean, life is like that, but the NBA really is just an absurd league where things happen and it is it is wild and crazy. And And this is not a new thing. This is not a hot take even. But saying that there's no chance, that it's not true, that it's not going to happen, that Portland has no shot, why are you getting excited? Why are we talking about it? Why are we doing this all over? As I've said for weeks, if you think the chances are zero, you are more wrong than I am and I think you cannot rule anything out in this situation. And I think all of the factors that I talked about from the mentality of what Carmelo Anthony may be going through, if he is forced to sit out, if he can't practice, if he can't go to training camp, if they're going to keep playing hardball, there there are a lot of things there that you have to consider that matter in this situation because these situations are always fluid they're always changing and feelings and uh wants and needs and all those things can change to the the way that you fulfill them can change in a, in a matter of mi- in a matter of seconds and i think that to rule out a carmelo anthony trade to the blazers i think is is very short-sighted and it's something i've said for a while now i know it's not a new take but I think this is the most smoke that we've had to this Carmelo stuff since Woj reported in late July that Portland was in it and that they were trying to get Mello to agree and that CJ and Dame had been recruiting him. And Dame was actually just in New York doing a tour for his new album that is going to come out on October 6th called Confirmed dame Dala with another album talked about a lot of stuff uh on his media tour which included a trip to sway in the morning his family friend from oakland sway calloway uh former mtv host who hosts sway in the morning on shade 45 on xm radio and then dame also was on everyday struggle the online show on complex with joe budden uh the show where I don't know if you guys saw the Migos when the Migos, uh, you know, rolled up their sleeves and were ready to throw down. That was Everyday Struggle for those of you that don't know, but I'm sure those of, I'm sure most of you know Everyday Struggle at this point. But Dame was on there. He was actually asked about LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, in relation to the Kyrie LeBron stuff, because Kyrie basically said, "Why would I have to tell LeBron James that I'm going to leave?" but dame actually said that lamarcus did tell him which is something we knew we knew that uh back then uh when it was going on that lamarcus had told dame it was over he was gone and he he went into that in a little bit more detail and he said when he spoke he said it's time to make you the face of the franchise i'm going to move on and do this and you know, uh, Dame says that that is when L- Lamarcus told him, and it just goes a little bit deeper there. And 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 Dame has talked about this before uh, in other in other arenas. I remember an interview he had with Dan Lebitard where he he said that the Aldridge departure hurt, and 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 he's never he's never run away from that. He's always reiterated that the whole thing did not go the way that he wanted. It wasn't. Uh, the the situation that he preferred. He would have wanted to keep LaMarcus, as he said, shooting 24 shots a game and still win because he wanted to win. He knew the the sacrifices that, that took to win in the NBA. But he's always, I think, been hurt by it. But he also said that he would not join a super team, that he wouldn't join with anyone, that that's not something he wants to do. And that's, you know, Dame is a great competitor. And he said, you know, the only thing, you know, I saw some people doing some really clickbait stuff about his quotes about super teams where he said, unless, and the unless came from if it's out of his hand. So obviously he doesn't want, he's basically saying, if someone trades me, then what am I going to do? But he's not just going to go join a team in free agency that's already built to win. So I, I think it's what we expect from Dame at this point. It's what we know about Dame, that he's a very competitive guy. And also, I think Dame realizes, too, that uh, something I've talked about for a while is that I, I just think, you know, championships are awesome. But at the end of the day, you know, I think, you know, getting to be your fullest self, being being able to... Uh, have roots and be revered the way Dame has a chance to be here, the way Dame already is here in Portland. I think that matters a lot. And to some people that matters more. And Dame, you know, throughout his career has been an extremely loyal uh, guy on the court for all of his basketball teams and has always been super loyal in that regard in his career. So I think that's just, this is just another example of that. Another story with the Blazers that came out over this past week had to do with the financial situation of the NBA. And according to ESPN, a report from Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst, 14 franchises operated in the red measured by net income and 10 wind gauge by operating income. The Blazers were on both those lists, so they needed revenue sharing to make sure that they didn't finish in debt now something that i knew from my beat writing days is that the uh the blazers were on pace to finish in the profit they were they were kind of getting there in a couple of years when i was on the beat you know they were approaching profitability so i mean it doesn't surprise me, though, that after they spent so much on this team, all so much on these contracts that last year, they had an en- en- enormous payroll that their numbers took a little bit of a dip. They also weren't as good, which is kind of an important thing when you want to succeed and make money. The Blazers fan base obviously is is very loyal, but it, it does do- drain the excitement a little bit. When the team isn't very good, and I think that that is something to consider when you're looking at this list. And another thing uh, that happened is that it seems like Paul Allen wanted to include push more revenue sharing within the league so that everybody could be guaranteed profits in the league, uh, but. We'll see if that happens. I always always take these things with a grain of salt as well because uh, as we've learned in the labor negotiations between the NBA and the Players Union, the financial picture that the NBA paints is usually more grim than it actually is because it's in their best interest to not show that they're doing so great. I mean, I think teams are losing money to an extent, but I also do think that some of these teams... uh, maybe overselling how in trouble they are. And I think, too, uh, the the TV deal has been great for these teams, but, you know, it's not really that surprising to me either that uh, teams in small markets where teams aren't succeeding aren't doing well financially. Like, they don't have as much. And the other thing is that, the finals and the playoffs they had lost gate receipts for revenue so that hurt the the overall luxury tax or uh, revenue sharing system that hurts the entire league we saw it affect the salary cap which obviously affected affected the blazers being one of the highest paying teams uh over the past year and all that all that money matters so you have a finals and a playoff that is short you have local ratings in the nba which have gone down because i'm because i mean you know why the the the, the warriors have made it so almost every team feels as though they don't have a chance and the local ratings that that is re- very reflective of that and i think Maybe not the most complete picture of where the league is, but I do think that you have to take that into account with the fact that the finals were so highly rated. So the finals, yeah, the ratings for the finals were amazing, blew the last finals out of the water. It was crazy. Ratings go up for the NBA finals. But the local ratings, the ones that are affecting all of these other teams that aren't the Golden State Warriors or the Cleveland Cavaliers – that hurts them. So I I think right now also the the top heaviness uh, probably doesn't help the local ratings, which probably doesn't help the revenue generation for NBA teams that aren't in in great markets. But Portland needed some money uh, from the rest of the NBA revenue sharing system to not finish in debt. But uh, I think they're still doing okay. And by shipping Alan Crabb, they saved a bunch of money and uh, they still could use that money to to make a trade happen theoretically for Carmelo Anthony, but uh, I I do think that you got to keep tabs on that. I think this is there's a lot of smoke right now. The fire is not there yet. We haven't seen the fire, but there's a lot of smoke that Carmelo Anthony could be on the move sooner than we think, and that this standoff between the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony could be over sooner than we think, and that depends on Carmelo Anthony expanding his list. And that is something that the Post talked about. That's something that the guys on SportsCenter talked about. That's something that the Fox guys have talked about. And whether he actually does it is the question, but I don't think we can definitively say he won't do it because of all the reasons that I listed the mental aspect, the physical aspect, the, the age aspect. You know, all of these things are factors here. And with so many moving parts, so many twists and turns in this story, as there has been over the last couple of months, I don't think you can put anything out of the realm of possibility. And so with that, I will leave you on this edition of Locked On Blazers. We'll, we will be back before the end of the week. We'll have an update with what we can update you on, and training camp is almost here, but the offseason still has a little bit left. And it might end with a bang. So until next time, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. We'll catch you next time as we remain on Mellow Watch.